There's a change happening in the way we live, the way we work, the way we spend our money and make our decisions. We are evolving to be more conscious in our actions in a way that serves the world and makes it a better place. Welcome to The Ethical Evolution. The Ethical Evolution podcast is brought to you by Ethical Change Agency. I'm Bindi, I'm the founder, and my mission is to help ethical entrepreneurs and holistic healers to find their voice through spiritual coaching and podcasting. I'm honoured to bring you the stories of those who create change through healing, kindness, innovation, purpose, and spirit. Understanding that to create collective change, we need to be the change. It all begins with us. Through personal challenges and a lack of support from traditional Western practitioners, Phelan Morningstar struggled with various health concerns like digestive discomfort, insomnia, fatigue, hair loss, muscle soreness, an irregular cycle, and emotional eating. However, her journey led her to discover the transformative power of Eastern modalities. Delving into functional diagnostic nutrition, she gained profound insights that inspired her to become a certified practitioner herself. I hope you get some tips from this episode if you're experiencing similar health concerns and that it inspires you to get curious and take action. Welcome, Phelan, to The Ethical Evolution. I really appreciate you having me today. Now, uh, you're joining us all the way from Pennsylvania. For those people who don't know who you are and what you do, can you go ahead and tell us? Absolutely. I am a, first I want to say like my, my title, you know, but I I think to go a little bit deeper, I'm a very curious and driven health-minded woman. And I work with other women that are in a similar, that have a similar curiosity and I work with them in functional health. So I'm actually a functional health practitioner Mm. and I have been that for a couple of years now and it's been extremely rewarding not only for my own health but for also the ladies that I support. Now uh, luckily for you I know what a functional health practitioner is and I actually used to do a podcast with one. Um, so uh, for those people who don't know the difference between you know say a doctor or, an, or say a naturopath or something like that what's the difference with a functional health practitioner? Great question. I would honestly say one word comes to mind is that it's an integration of the entire body. It is not just looking at your gut or your brain or your bones. It is mm. taking a thick approach to every single body and system that you have going on because it is all very much interlinked into a root cause that is coming up with a physical symptom or emotional symptom that you might be having. Mm. And environment plays a part as well, doesn't it? It's not just you know, our, our, you know, our body, it's also where we live and also our spiritual side of things does play a bit of a part too, doesn't it? Absolutely. It's huge. The air that we're breathing, the car exhaust on our way to work, mm. it all impacts us in these minor ways. However, year after year, the impact on the body becomes much more greater if you don't have an awareness of, of the environment you're in. Mm. So if we step back a bit um, and and look at your story, how did you get into this? 
from my own collapse. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, it was about four or five years ago, age 26. I'm just turning 30 this month. And at age 26, there was this compilation, compilation of health symptoms, physical symptoms. It was a lot of bloating. I had an irregular menstrual cycle, more hair loss than usual. Mm. And I already have thin hair. (laughs) I had insomnia issues. I would feel wired and tired when I'm going to bed. And I did not feel rested when I woke up. Mm. So very much chronically fatigued, muscle soreness four days after training, even I could not recover. And although these symptoms didn't come at one time, it was a slow progression until I needed to seek some help. And I went to my family physician, let him know what symptoms I was experiencing. And at the time I, I didn't have language around what really to ask for. And I didn't have language around what holistic health was. Mm. I was a type of person that was into bodybuilding. I took the pre-workout. I took the um, muscle pump enhancers and and whatnot. And I thought I was eating well. I didn't have a concept about what integrative health was. And I just said, it's. I think it's my hormones. Mm. Something's going mm. on with my hormones. And he had said, well, you look okay. Maybe we could run each hormone, testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, will be about $100 a pop. There was no really oomph or a clear direction of where I should be going. And I left with more questions than answers. Mm. So that was a little bit discouraging. But I went to my gynecologist next and informed her, I decided to stop taking the hormonal birth control pill. And she said, oh, okay, well, what contraceptive would you like to be on next? And at the time I was like, my goodness, I would just like to have my body be a little bit more natural because Mm. I had been on that for 10 years. Mm. And it was unfortunate because I had also been a client patient of hers for 10 years. Mm. (laughs) So it felt like she wanted to um, prescribe me something else or, you know, put something else inside of me. And I just didn't feel an alignment So I sought help elsewhere and thank goodness I had a friend that was involved with functional health. And that's kind of how I went through some testing. I did a food sensitivity test, hormone test, stool test, and that was a very clear direction for me to at least heal some visible symptoms. Mm. And I just fell in love with the information. Mm. And I've been on a very similar journey to you. Um, I think I was roughly around the same age too, maybe a little bit older. Um, And I swear to God, I went to so many doctors. I had so many tests. Um, For someone who's never been pregnant, I swear to God, I had so many ultrasounds. I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Um, And they could not work out what was wrong with me. At one point I did have an ovarian cyst, which I was hospitalized for. um, And I think I was only in my early twenties at that point. Um, And um, anyway, Thing, I knew something wasn't right. I could I could just feel it in my body. I knew something wasn't right. And they too tried to put me on, um, you know, the pill. Uh, and also I even tried uh, an injection that they do in the, the base of your spine, um, which <laughs> don't recommend that one. Do not do that um, because that just screwed all the hormones up and I was just unbearable. Um, so 
really getting to the point of getting all of that out of your system, I never felt better once I got all of that out of my system and just got back to zero. Um, that made a huge difference. And yeah, more recently, probably in the last say five years, um, I, I got more into naturopathic kind of stuff. And then my naturopath became a, one of the seven certified functional health practitioners here in Australia. And uh, she took me through, you, you probably have done the Dutch test. Have you done the Dutch test? Yep. That, that test alone, I swear to God, that does so much and tells you so much about uh, what's going on with your body. And then also just looking at the different blood tests you can get um, and, and what they tell you, what regular um, general practitioners cannot test, you know, under, under normal, you know, practices. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> That's so awesome that you have already been versed in this field because it, I feel like it is so needed to understand how your hormones, like what the actual bioavailable level is, as well as how they're metabolizing in your system is, is priceless. And I think more Western style doctors, it would, it would be appropriate for them to adopt these practices because it is transformative for mm. people's health. Mm. And there's so many women in particular, and yes, I'm going to say women, because there's so, there's so much, one, that we don't know about ourselves, and two, there's so much that regular Western doctors don't understand about us. So they just tick a box, move on. They don't actually want to get to the root of the problem. And so we feel so misunderstood and then that just spirals into so many other things. What would you recommend to a woman who's actually listened to this now and she is going through hell with her hormones and everything? Mm, Great question. I would honestly say, and this is probably my answer for a lot of things, so at least a a good place to start would be to work on your breath. Because a lot of our evolution to these physical symptoms or to these emotional symptoms, which certainly involves the hormones, is because we have a dysregulated nervous system. That could be dysregulated from artificial light shining in our face all the time. That could be dysregulated from our parents in a childhood instance or a serious traumatic accident, a toxic relationship, a coworker that's working on our nerves, you know, sitting Mm -hmm. down all the day. It's so much that can dysregulate our nervous system and it causes us to hold our breath or to only breathe to our chest or to our throat. And Mm -hmm. that's not helpful at all. And it seems so basic because breathing is automatic, but when we actually put intention towards it, we will notice that it is not a very good breath. Mm. When we're breathing in through our stomach and out, you know, that can be in and out through the nose, in through the nose, out through the mouth, whichever you prefer, but breathing all the way down into our stomach allows us to switch on that parasympathetic state. So we become more aware. So we become more calm and grounded and that will ultimately change your entire health. Like, yes, there might be a particular gut bacteria that's disturbing you, that's impacting your hormones, or there might be um, your thyroid is being impacted, shifting you more into the sympathetic state. There's definitely a lot of, of factors, but I think to keep it simplistic and be really impactful it's just start with your breath set a reminder on your phone for every hour to do it for three minutes that's a great place to start and there's oodles of ways to 
continue for sure. Mm, and and just breath alone, like it's our life force, and just being conscious of that and embracing that, it can change just our day. You know, like even just taking a proper deep breath, it just changes your whole physiology in the moment. And yes. if we can be conscious of that and, you know, we've got watches and technology now that can nudge us every so often and actually make us do that. So, like, yeah, if you've got it, use it. Um, and then I guess if we look at also supplementation, I, I know that's a big part um, of functional medicine as well. Um you know, what kind of things would you recommend? It, and I know iron is a big thing uh, for a lot of women as well. So um, being anemic, and I had that too. Um, so for those women that are experiencing that and they just can't get that energy back um, and that, that, you know, life force back into them, what would you recommend they do? There's huge lifestyle factors that can be recommended, but to focus on your supplement question, I would honestly start with a whole food vitamin C supplement. Um, there is one called Pure Synergy, I believe. It is from strictly whole foods like Camu Camu, Isarola Cherry. Those, um, there's no GMO, soy, or um, ascorbic acid in there, and it's so beneficial. I would say start with that. And as we know, vitamin C and the fruits are very much an antioxidant. And I think when we think of the water that we're drinking that might have heavy metals in it or the air that we're breathing or the pesticides that we might be eating, all of those things are more pro-oxidative to our system. Mm -hmm. And so if we think of a, a balance here, it's pro-oxidative versus antioxidative. So we have so much pro-oxidants going into our system and not enough antioxidants typically. And so we really want to focus on balancing that out. And vitamin C is a huge supporter in that. So I would say you could certainly start with that. And then magnesium is huge mm. and not just magnesium <clears throat> as a whole. I mean, there are certain forms that I would recommend. Um, two of them, one is glycinate. The other one is malate. You could do bisglycinate or you could do magnesium bicarbonate if you actually want to make it yourself. But those couple forms are going to be very supportive in your energy production because over 42% of our body's enzymatic functions are magnesium dependent. Mm. That is how important magnesium is. And there is no way anybody that is extremely health-minded type A and they do all these things and eat all these wonderful foods that they get enough magnesium in their system. There just isn't a way anymore because our soils are so depleted. Even if you're buying from these regenerative farmers that mm. you know they treat their crops well, they do the right practices, I think in part because we live in such a high-stress society because when we're higher stress we burn through more magnesium. Mm. It is called magnesium burn rate. So we need more when we're stressed. And who isn't today? You know, it's <laughs> exactly. just a, a newer way of life that we have to keep breathing through mm. and it's supporting our system with the minerals. So I would honestly say those are two great supplements to start with. And, you know, again, uh, there's people who would probably listen to this and, and go, 
yeah, next thing you're going to recommend is organic everything. Um, but there is a reason for that too. Um, like you were just pointing at, you know, our soils and the, you know, the pesticides in them and, and all of the other, you know, toxins that come through, um, you know, just farming alone. Um, but, you know, then there's all the processed foods. Like I think the number one thing that helped me was to get rid of anything processed from your diet. Just get rid of any of it. Anything that's got a number on it, throw it out. Um, also, uh, one of the big things that uh, I have found really helpful is filtered water. Like just not just out of the tap, uh, filtered water really is important. So, and this is all getting to the gut, which is really the root of any of our healing. And you know, we could talk about the the brain gut connection and all of that kind of stuff, but. Really, our gut is is where we need to start that healing, isn't it? It's going to help everything else within our system. Yes, absolutely. I love that you bring that up because if we think about the water that we're drinking, most of the time we're not really conscious of it. We just, you know, turn the faucet on or use our refrigerator tap. However, we are like over 80% water. Water is so important for us. So if, if I can even give two pieces of information. It's focus on cleaner water and focus on your food. That is going to transform your mm. life, no doubt about it. I know it does. It did mine as well. If you can do a reverse osmosis type of system to remove everything, because a lot of people have city water and mm. in city water, maybe we have fluoride in there. Maybe we have excess chlorine, chlorine because they're trying to kill the bacteria. But we also have um, prescription drugs mm. residue because it is excreted through people's urine. It goes to the wastewater treatment facility and they're not specifically targeting prescription drugs. They are following the water quality standards that they're supposed to. So they're doing what they're supposed to, but it doesn't filter out everything. And that's why I recommend the reverse osmosis system. Mm. And it does I, extract everything. I've, However, super important point. Yeah. I went to add trace mineral drops to it yeah yeah i think my neighbors actually do that they've got some funky thing under their sink that does reverse osmosis and i'm like oh, i want one um but yeah <laughs> it, it makes a huge difference and just drinking water for one i know we're bad at doing it like like you said we're we're well almost like complicated houseplants where you know we've got emotions and we need a lot of water so um <laughs> but uh, one of the things that uh i wanted to also say was that if we were almost having a 360 moment here Phelan and that is you know get curious like you said at the beginning get curious get curious about what you're putting in your body get curious about what doctors are saying what you're being given um, what drugs you're taking if you're taking any what supplements you're taking um, and just realize you only get one go at this you know and try and do the best you can and I know sometimes this stuff can be expensive right um if someone's wanting to actually make a change and they're struggling with finances and they want to actually live better and take better care of their body, are there any tips you can give us to do that? Yes, I would honestly say breathing is free. That's going to get you so far. With the water, there are um, options. There is certainly a website that's called findaspring.org or .com. I don't know if that's around the world, but I do know that is in the U.S. And it can allow you to find springs that might be a good water source for you. Now, certainly you have to take into account if there's any, you know, crops around, if there's any animals around, because certainly 
residue going down the stream. It, mm. it might not be filtered all of the way, but um, it's a, at least a good place to start or really invest in, in that home water system because that's going to change your life. Because if we consider the water that we're drinking, also consider the water that's hitting your skin in the shower. Mm. Mm. Take a shower a day or maybe twice a day if you're going to the gym and sweating, brushing your teeth with it. It is so important. And our skin is our largest organ. So I would say maybe invest in that reverse osmosis because it is going to change your life. Or um, research the find a spring and see if that would be a viable option for you because that is free, typically. Um, I would also make connections with the farms that might be near you. Mm. Lots of farmers are doing great work. I know I just went to the store the other day, and we have a great relationship. It is all grass-fed, pasture-raised, and they are more than happy to support you because they, they want you to be there. And so it, it's just also about asking. Um, I, I think there's a lot of great humans out there and they, we all want to help each other. So I think the more that you can just ask, and, and it is totally understandable for people that are really in financial distress, but just ask, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Mm, yeah. So, um, and if you don't have a farm around, I would say, even if you're at the grocery store, like typical grocery store, go ahead and, and look for what you can in organic. Mm. It's one vegetable at a time and, and it <laughs> might be $2 more. So it is a mindset concept too mm. of investing in yourself. Mm. I hope that's helpful. Yeah. And I know here in Australia that some of our supermarkets are actually um, having specific organic sections now, uh, particularly in the fruit and vegetable section. So you can go to a specific section and know that what you're getting there is organic and, and hasn't had pesticides or anything like that. So <clears throat> I guess, you know, getting back to being curious and doing your research, I think is important. I, I also want to mention if you go to um, environmental working group, Every single year they produce the Dirty Dozen. It might be fruits, a collection of fruits and vegetables, and it lets you know that those, even if or those you should not buy, the Dirty Dozen, mm. while there's, what, Clean 15 or, or something they rhymed it with. So even if the Clean 15 for that particular year, they do this every year, you can still buy those fruits or vegetables and not really worry about the pesticides growing on them. So it's environmentalworkinggroup.org, I believe. Mm. And, uh, yeah, if if you've listened to any of the other podcasts I've done, I know we've talked about that previously where, you know, I, I think strawberries and broccoli are some of the worst ones uh, in particular from memory. Um, look at me going all the stuff I've learned. Um, but <laughs> um, one of the things that I'm doing uh, is I'm actually growing my own vegetables. So uh, I think if you can do that as well and you've got a little patch of soil, um, you know, something you can control yourself uh, is a really good uh, option. So for me, it's winter here now. Uh, so um, growing some tomatoes and capsicums and things like that. So um, so grow it yourself if you can. That's another organic way to do it because if you're putting pesticides on yourself, I think we need to have a chat. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, I want to say um, apple cider vinegar is a good um, 
natural mm. uh, weed killer if you need it. Mm. Yeah, very good one. Um, now, Phelan, for those people who can't see you, you are a, a, a glowing picture of health now. Uh, so, I mean, how are things for you nowadays that you're on the functional medicine path? Thank you for that comment. And I I like to say after I healed the initial physical symptoms, there's a lot of emotional things that came up because for a large part of my life, I didn't really look at my emotions because they were hushed as a child. And I didn't feel like it was, I couldn't cry. I Mm. had to be this good girl and get good grades and blah, 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 and achieve. (laughs) And that all caught up with me once I healed my physical symptoms, because it's almost like I had more of a capacity to look at it because they are intense when it comes up. And I didn't have the tools to be able to regulate myself. I would have to call up a good friend of mine and really like word vomit on them. Mm. And that was certainly not certain. Have the friends that have your back. Yes. But also it's a beautiful opportunity for you to learn to reparent Mm. yourself and regulate yourself. So I think over the course of these last two years, we'll say, I really developed more of an emotional capacity to talk to my inner child, to talk to different parts of myself. That in large part also came from my meditation practices. I would be religious with practicing meditation every single day, and it really grew my awareness. And I think also that in growing your awareness, you might become more sensitive to things. Mm. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm such a sensitive person. But it's almost like you didn't know that that bothered you so much before. Mm. Whether that is concerts or it's not to say that I don't enjoy concerts. I certainly do. But your choice of music Mm. even and how it shifts your nervous system or even traveling to a city and how much stimulation you might feel when you become more aware. And I want to say learning regulation tools, such as somatic experiencing, if you want to Google that, is so transformative, as well as sound. Mm. I incorporate sound in my program too, because as we know, us humans, we are all energy. Everything is energy. And these things, these lights, these pesticides are all, and even um, EMFs, electromagnetic excuse me, frequencies, are all raising our voltage per se. And it's causing a lot of mental overload, mm. mental stimulation, even social media. It's just a lot of mental stimulation that makes us feel overwhelmed and anxious. So it's, it's like our body voltage continues to increase and increase because our technology and everything else is increasing in sound, depending on the frequency of it, the binaural beats or or anything that might be a lower Hertz or, a you know, maybe 600 to 400 frequency, somewhere in that range can actually lower our frequency back to a grounded calm state. So I've been very much involved with adding that into my own life, but also the clients that I work with, because it is so transformative. And even 
10 minutes after you listen to it, it's just like, oh, like I can breathe again. So I want to say that the journey is not just this physical self. It's not mm. just food. It's not just exercise. <clears throat> it is so much more internal. Like those things are internal, yes, but the emotional side to be able to get in touch with parts of yourself that might feel insecure and might feel fear or worry because those things matter so much. And if we don't look at them, they manifest into these physical things. Mm. So I think just over the last two years, it's really been a um, curiosity of mine to mm. continue to add regulation tools to my belt <laughs> yeah and and this is another area where you and I um have that that same you know experience is that uh I've had uh, a number of years um of sound healing uh as well and and you know we are electrical bodies and so you know I've I've experienced a lot of um, biofield tuning and and things like that um and yeah if you can you know regulate those emotions and and calm that that frequency within yourself and and let go of some of that stuff unconsciously we hang on to so much energy that actually manifests into physical things but also getting in touch with those emotions and actually getting to the root of what's going on there can actually give us the answers to some of our behaviors and our habits that are actually you know making us consume what we do so so much beneath all of that that yeah absolutely get as many tools as you can because we're multifaceted beings but you've just got to learn get curious do the research and try what works for you you know what might work for you and I might not work for someone else so get curious and just try to actually make the change yourself and and try it out yeah yeah and it, it's when we take action in this ethical and when we invest in ourselves, I'll put it like that, more doors continue to open. Mm. And it's, it is the journey. It is never, we're never done. Yeah. We're never, there's always stuff to mm. let go of, to heal from. And I definitely encourage people and myself, because I know sometimes it can be challenging. It can be discouraging and frustrating. Definitely know that. Very painful sometimes. But I think if we can learn to enjoy all of it, because we do get this one experience, like you just said. It's, mm. it's, this is one time. Pain is temporary. Pain is a teacher. And I think we all have this capacity to overcome things if we're doing it together. And, and it's like everybody is just a guide for you to see more of yourself. Mm, absolutely. Now, Phelan, if people want to learn more about what you do and get in touch with you and work with you, where can they go? They can go a couple of places. You can certainly find me on Instagram. It is at Fallon Hunter Morningstar. You can email me at discover at fallonmorningstar.com. Or if you'd like to book a free call, I'm more than happy to connect. That would be a calendly.com slash power dash foul amazing now i got the last big question for you are you ready uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> 
What's the change you'd like to see in the world and how can we bring it to life? I would really like to see women become more radiant in their feminine essence because I think society has really pushed us into our masculine frame and it's caused a lot of, and you know, I can only speak for the feminine, but, or for the female, but they've certainly done other things for the masculine role as well. But I think the more that we can tap into our feminine essence, the more flow that we can have, the more love that we can have and give others, but also have those boundaries. I feel like I'm probably going on a rampage now. <laughs> it's, it's tapping into your radiance mm. and knowing that of how powerful you really are because we give our power away and we mm. have for so long. And it's time, and I see it a lot, that women are taking their power back and learning more how to express themselves and learning about boundaries. So I think it all starts with investing in ourself, you know, in the physical self and the emotional self. And then we start to explore how powerful we actually are. And it just continues to grow from there. So I would say for women, like, please continue to surround yourself with other women that are doing the same work, because that is going to amplify a lot of your growth and a lot of your power. Amen. And, you know, that is the whole uh, mission behind this show and the, the change begins with us. So that's where we've got to start. Listen, I have loved every single minute with you. Thank you so much for being a part of The Ethical Evolution. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Ethical Evolution Podcast. If you're ready to be the change and would love to work with me on finding your voice through spiritual coaching or creating your own podcast with impact, visit ethicalchangeagency.com. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electricast production. Electricast. Yeah.